Welcome to the weekend edition of The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and hello, Sean Aylmer. Hello, Michael. Sean, on weekdays, it's all about The Fast Five, the top five business stories in five minutes. On the weekend, we still keep it to five minutes, of course, but we are going to pick out the biggest story of the week, the sleeper story, one that's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, the most remarkable story, and then our favorite story. So let's jump straight into it. What was the biggest story of the week? Oh, it has to be the economy. At the beginning of the week, we were talking about maybe three more interest rate hikes. Today, we're talking about one or two. Why? Because economic data this week shows that the Australian economy is slowing. Growth during the December quarter came in less than expected. Inflation figures suggest maybe the steam's coming out of price rises. Building approvals shows that sector's at a 10-year low. Even retail sales are now trending flat. Maybe we're at a turning point for the economy. Consumers just aren't spending as much as they were post-COVID. Business investment has come off a tad. The ASX action shows that. Investors really aren't sure whether to buy or sell at the moment. The mood about how the economy is performing really changed this week. Big story. Yeah, it certainly is. The biggest story for me, though, came from politics. And it feels like the this was the week that the Albanese government's honeymoon period officially ended. And the, the reason for that was a policy change on superannuation. It, it's lifting taxes on super accounts worth more than $3 million. That doesn't really affect a lot of people, but it has the distinct appearance of a broken promise because the Prime Minister during the campaign said that Labor wasn't considering super changes now they've done it. They've got a, a, a budget black hole to fill. People don't like their retirement savings being played with. It's opened up room for the government to be attacked by the opposition. There was another own goal this week with the confusion between the Treasurer and the Prime Minister over capital gains tax reforms that could potentially expose the family home. The Treasurer wouldn't rule it out. The PM had to come in over the top and rule it out. And this is all at the same time as the Robo-Debt Royal Commission is underway, a Royal Commission that makes the former coalition government look terrible. But nobody's talking about that because the government made sure all the headlines this week were about an increase in taxes on super. It was a big week in politics. Sure was, Michael. What about the most remarkable story for you? All right, I think this is a cracker. The fact that rooftop solar is about to become Australia's biggest power source is just remarkable. 3.4 million homes and businesses in this country have solar panels. There's been a boom in installations recently. Uh, you've got government subsidies, sky-high power prices, cheaper panels, all pushing people towards solar. 3.4 million, though, is a lot of properties with panels. They're producing 20 gigawatts of power. Next month, the Liddell Power Station, which is Australia's biggest coal-fired power station is going to close. So there will be this changing of the guard. Rooftop solar becomes the biggest power source. Now, this is, remember, just rooftop solar. We're not talking about large-scale projects, solar farms, that kind of thing. Australia is leading the world on this. It is a pretty significant moment. Sure is. I just want a quick shout-out for my most remarkable story, the fact that you, Michael Thompson, launched a book, or at least your book was launched, How to Be Remembered, available at all good bookstores. Don't miss it. Thanks, Sean. I I agree. That uh, is a a good story. Thank you for the free plug. Sean, let's move on to sleeper story. What was it for you? Well, this is one all about super funds, and we all have a super account. The corporate regulator has accused retail super giant Mercer of misleading members about the sustainability of investments. One of its funds, ASIC alleges, misled members saying that it excluded companies involved in carbon-intensive fossil fuels, but then invested in stocks like AGL Energy, BHP, Glencorp and Whitehaven Coal. Also told members it excluded alcohol producers and gambling outfits, but then invested in companies including Crown, Tabcorp, Budweiser, Carlsberg, Heineken. That's the first time ASIC has taken a company to court alleging greenwashing. This, I'm sure, isn't as clear-cut as it might seem, and we haven't heard from Mercer. Remember, a fund manager can argue that they can implement change from within, buy a stock, force the company to become greener. There's a lot more to this story. 
Where I think this is a sleeper story is just the fact that super funds are very, very influential in the world because they hold so much money. The fact that the regulator is taking one on for allegedly false advertising will put the whole sector on notice. Get trustees checking the fine print of their funds. That could lead to lots of buying and selling of assets all over the place, and that will impact superannuation returns. Michael, what about you? That was a big story. Sean, for me, the sleeper story, very quick one, was the fact that this week we actually saw uh, some good news potentially for house prices. CoreLogic data this week suggested the pace of declines in house prices has slowed. Capital city prices fell by 0.1%, the smallest drop since May last year. Sydney actually rose. It is only one data point at the moment. But if that becomes a trend, it will become a much bigger story down the track and really a bit of a sleeper story though right at this moment. All right, on to favourite story of the week, Sean. I think we might be united on this one. What was it for you? Mine, Michael, is all about flatulence in the workplace. A Jetstar supervisor has lost his claim. He was unfairly dismissed for failing to report a subordinate who fondled his genitals and regularly passed wind loudly, according to Fair Work Commission. Now, the supervisor had argued his sacking was harsh and unjust because while he was fired for not reporting the abhorrent behaviour, the offending subordinate kept his job. Fair Work Commissioner Philip Ryan disagreed. He found that the two matters were not comparable. Now, the case emerged when the subordinate alleged the supervisor had singled him out at meetings for errors, while another engineer alleged the supervisor publicly mocked colleagues. Hmm. The supervisor responded by alleging the subordinate would pet and display his erect penis. Through his trousers and others had complained the subordinate was overly flatulent. While farting in the office does occur, the supervisor argued it was different for the subordinate as he would not hesitate to, and I quote, put his leg up on the table or part his butt cheeks and fart for as long as possible, end quote. Hmm. The attempt to damage the subordinate's credibility backfired as Jetstar started investigating the supervisor for not reporting or disciplining the subordinate. In the end, Commissioner Ryan said the supervisor's argument for staying silent on the alleged sexual harassment was simply unacceptable. That is quite the story, Michael. I agree. That is our favourite story of the week. There we go. Five minutes from pretty much everything you need to know in the world of business. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks, Michael. We'll be back on Monday morning with the top five business stories in five minutes. Don't forget to hit follow on the podcast. I'm Michael Thompson. This is The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Listener.